Hi, this is Ella. We're back. Aka Vada Relationship Maker, a podcast uh, where we talk about uh, relationships, about business, about life in general, successes, triumphs, and everything in between. And with me, I have Nanny and I have Jason. So I let them introduce themselves. And after we're going to go to the second part of the same. Uh, podcast that we started every step is a lesson so Nenny yeah so in this part two I'm Nenny Carolina Chassin again for second round I would say and uh, this is a I'm a coach for life and business and I help optimize and automate your success and we're here talking about succeed in uncertain times podcast and we have Jason of course we've been talking about different things about every step is a lesson all the challenges the obstacle how you view them how to get negotiations done and this one we want to talk more about the right questions what are the questions that you're going to do for yourself for others a little bit about confidence how, how to build your confidence how to work with your confidence to achieve success and also how to have the difficult conversation about difficult conversations and how to approach them and what are the circumstances and anything about that so with that those are the things if please if you have any questions if you have any comments we would love you to give us some feedback and interact with us we definitely read every comment every message and we respond to it individually so uh, we'd love you to interact so if you have any questions about this topics or the prior topics in our podcast please feel free to do so and with that so jason why don't you start uh talking about any of these three things uh, that we just raised just and introduce yourself so I'm still Jason Matthews, and I still work with coaches and experts to be able to help them tap into their, into their emotional side so they can attract a higher caliber of clientele without coming across as fake, cold, or detached. And I love this topic, especially about the idea of, of um, the conversations that you have that can be difficult and how to navigate them. And what questions you use to navigate those, those conversations. And I find that questions that start with either how or what are the most useful questions to ask. And the question that you want to use as sparingly as possible, unless you have a very good reason for doing so is, is, is why. And the reason you want to do this is what or how type questions um, can be something like, um, what does that get me? Or how are we going to proceed? How am I supposed to do that? What, what is this going to look like when we move forward? Things like that, they, they cause your counterpart, the person that you're interacting with, they cause your counterpart to have to put on that question and kind of make the, the issue their problem, so to speak, That's something that they have to solve. And what makes that so important is as soon as you involve someone else into the problem-solving process, it creates more resources of how to move forward. It's no longer is this person trying to sell me something. It's how do we move forward? It's no longer about is this person um, taking advantage of me? Are they more interested in what they want? It's about solving the problem. And the moment that you get into problem-solving mode or overcoming the challenge, you get into a better mindset of being able to work, work together. There, there's something that happens when you enlist someone's cooperation 
where they find reasons why they want to like you. And if you're starting questions with what or how, it is giving them an opportunity to give you the benefit of the doubt and to want to like you, to find reasons why you'd be likable because you've asked for their help. People love being asked for help and they love being able to contribute. It makes them feel recognized and important. And the more you can do that with someone, make them feel like they're a part of the process without making them think that the reason why you're doing this is because you want something from them. It's more of a genuine thing where you are really looking for them for their help on having to solve something. It makes for a much better interaction and a much more uh, pleasing outcome for both you and your counterpart. It's interesting. You said something that I I, uh, I'm, I was listening that the the questions are so important because if you if you start with a close ended question, you cannot get out of it. You cannot negotiate. But more open ended questions you asking, more people are going to answer to you, and more uh, you're going to find out about them. But every time it's a close-ended question, it's yes or no, and there is no negotiation. So I disagree with that slightly, actually, because any question can is turn to. You didn't disagree. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing: if you, if you say, "Well, do you want do you want this?" No. Okay. So what what makes it a no? It takes a close-ended question and brings along a open-ended question afterwards. Really, a question is nothing more than, than an invitation for feedback. And whatever feedback you get is going to be useful. If they say, yes, great, just move forward. How, how do you envision this moving forward? You can go with another open-ended question to get their idea of, of what a yes looks like as well. So even close-ended questions aren't necessarily a deal stopper unless you stop the deal unless you stop asking questions. Once you stop asking questions, then there's no point in moving forward. But as long as you're always asking questions, you're always finding out something more. You're using a closed-ended question to get to a, a open-ended question. Uh, you, you have the opportunity of getting somewhere. Now, one thing I didn't uh, talk about is why I, I, I um, use the question why so sparingly. It's because when someone asked why, it it creates a need to defend one's position. And if you do it the wrong way, you're gonna be defending, they're gonna be defending their position against you. Whereas if you use it the right way, you want them to defend the position that you already have. It's called having them, getting them to have your way. And by using the why question very specifically, very targetedly and very seldomly, you have an opportunity of being able to ignite their passion or ignite their, their emotions and defend the thing that you want them to defend rather than defend against the thing you want them to defend. So that, that's, that was my explanation for that. Yeah. And I think it comes, it goes back to what you Just were saying before. And after I let you talk, it's, yeah, you are right, but it depends also on the people's uh, style of negotiation. Okay, go ahead, man. I think what you were saying, um, yeah, it definitely depends on the on how you feel. I guess it depends on the responses that you get with every question, right? When every time you use the right questions, but also when you say that it, the why gets them a little bit with you is because they are talking about their intention. And you, we were talking in the prior podcast about everything's at the end about their intention, the intention of your business, the intention of the client or the person that is on the other end. And if you get them to talk about the real intention, why do you want a house? Oh, because I want my mother to have 
a comfortable life. So then you, maybe you don't need a house, maybe you need a space that you can have your mother in. So it's the solutions may vary depending on the question of the, the answer of the why. The real, the, real, the real deep down desire, the real deep down reason why you are doing a confrontation, you're doing a negotiation, you're doing a deal, or you're taking an action or a decision in your business and in your life. So that is very important. I was going to ask you, Jason, before you said about uh, the, that you didn't go into the why, that said, yeah, you didn't go into the why. Yeah, so that's so, so important about that why and um and it, it all comes down to what you were saying before in the prior podcast about intention it all really comes down to the intentionality of your business of your life and your relationship and if your intention is to just keep things uh very lightly then you take actions that keep that relationship or that business slightly if your intention is to go deeper and transform and have an impact then you make take questions to go deeper and have an impact on that client on the world or in the neighborhood or whatever your <clears throat> impact it wants you wants to be um and also i was thinking and every time people talk about questions and people talk about uh, confront having difficult conversations i always go back to this thing at a time in my life when I moved to Paris, where I was always asking what I was asking, even with a why or a how or a what, it I changed something in my mentality and how I was asking the questions to get the right solution. Sometimes we ask questions to see what is the problem as opposed to see what is the solution. So the question can be transformed into a viewpoint where the brain is actually stimulated because it's all about biological stimulation in the brain to get a solution. So how, what kind of questions can we ask ourselves if we have a, because every, we're talking about every step is a lesson in this podcast, right? So how can we ask a question as business owners, as people, as in relationships that the brain is geared to come up with a solution as opposed to geared to come up with a problem? Sometimes we already know what the problem is. We don't want to know, we don't want to dig into that. We want to see what the solution is. So for example, Let's say that you're talk about, talking about business, your sales is not working. So instead of saying, well, why is the sale not working? Uh, what is happening? How come is not do, this is not happening? So that is, the brain is going to try to come up ideas of why it's not happening, all the problems that there are, all the things that, and sometimes that's not very helpful in the moment. But if you change the question to stimulate the brain for a different kind of solution, for the problem, then it's different. For example, in this case, you can turn it around and you can say, how can the sales be better? How can we make the next quarter better? How can I get more clients? How can I produce more results to get more benefits for my business? So that is a different kind of question that is going to stimulate and resolves the same problem but actually the way you approach the question creates, because it's all about ideas, because then when you have a challenge and you have a step-by-step, step, you have a step and you, you, you stumble upon an obstacle limitation, you actually pose questions to yourself. So what are the kind of questions that are going to stimulate the solution and the next step forward? Sometimes, yes, and probably Jason will agree <laughs> that you wanna know the deep, the deep, you wanna go deeper to find out 
what is the real, real inside issue that you have that is not making you forward. But sometimes you got to make a decision fast and then going deeper is not really solving anything. You need to know the next step for the solution. So what, what is your take on that, Jason? Um, I wholly agree with, with that whole process. The one thing that I would add is in order for you to know what, ne- what needs to, to be better, you have to know where you are. So by asking critical questions, like what is it that I'm doing right now? in my sales process and take a complete inventory of what you're doing since we're using the example of sales in an inventory of the entire process you are using and then find out um if if you have recordings which i i wholly recommend anyone who does sales record their calls and the reason why is because they become a a um a historical record of what you have already done and gives you an idea as to if, if it's not working, where in this process things are not working, where, where is it, is it getting jammed up? And then finding out, well, what can I do differently? If I, if I knew what I, what I had to do differently, what would I do to better the process? And like what many was talking about, it creates an open loop. In, in your brain and your brain hates open loops. It is either going, it's, it's going to do something called a trans derivational search. And this search is going to either um, remember the problem or, or I'm sorry, remember the answer or create the answer. And either way, it is going to satisfy that question. It's either going to remember something that, that was used um, past or something that was observed, something that was experienced in some way that could possibly work, or it is going to say, well, I don't know of anything that works. I'm going to create the answer that might work. And that's where inspiration comes in. Being able to just come up with the answer like that out of, out of thin air. Um, it's something that, that your brain does often. One of the two things. It either, it either remembers the answer or creates the answer. It's interesting because that's where the stimulation comes in. The questions like Eva, we're talking about curiosity. The questions that we pose are so critical because they would actually guide your brain to the right step for the next step that you have to do. But definitely, as we talked in prior podcasts, knowing exactly where you are and what your skills, what your strengths and where you are at in your life, in your business is critical to know for for the future, for every obstacle that you have. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Now, Let's talk about confidence and what kind, for example, we're talking, actually, I was making an exercise last year. I did a, took a, actually a five-day confidence challenge. This is kind of funny um, with a relationship coach. <clears throat> That's not Eva. <clears throat> I love relationship coach. Uh, and he just posed a, a five-day five, uh, five challenge. And one of the things was to, it will increase your confidence to do to have difficult conversations and and then we're talking here about confidence and difficult conversations and it's interesting the relationship when you actually pose the right questions when you confront some situation or some person or some business about something difficult in itself it will build your confidence and exercising this often will actually totally build your confidence because it'll and if you push it and it's just like um, if you do something five times you're going to feel better after but after doing it and when you exercise 
confronting people and having difficult conversations and actually triggering them like okay how many difficult conversations can i have and if you have this exercise often your your confidence is going to build so it's all about practice like practice plus uh, practice it makes a master right so if you actually practice these difficult conversations will build your confidence for sure but what are your thoughts on that eva and well there are a few things that I want to touch up on, like uh, Jason was talking about inspiration and also intuition. It's so important to listen to your intuition. Every time I listen to it, I'm always, uh, I'm always uh, succeeding. Um, about confidence and we about questions, it's okay. We are till we till you don't ask why me. No, it's not why you, it's not about you. The why is going to be towards the, uh, the person. And um, I don't know if you have seen, what is that? I can't even remember the name. Uh, it was um, a skater. And uh, the other skater uh, actually did something to, uh, to get the, the woman out of the competition. And the only thing she was crying, why me? Instead of how can I make it make a difference if I change uh, something in my uh, in my dance or whatever I'm doing? The same thing is with uh, with people and businesses. It's like, yeah, I'm doing this. That's why we were talking about how important it is to know yourself, how to important to have a plan, a marketing plan. Um, know your numbers definitely, and and see which one is working the best. What did you do with the one that client that you that you got at this point that it made the difference how you negotiated? And uh, as Jason said, I think it's a very good idea to uh, to record it or have something somewhere written so you can go back and say, okay, this. This um, client said, no, I don't want to have anything to do with you. I don't want to do the business with you. I don't want you to help me. And at the end, maybe you worked on that, uh, that client for six months or something. At the end, uh, actually, it ended up to have that person as a client. And what did you do so differently? How the negotiation, the, the determination... And how is, if you think about the little child, it's always curious and it's determined to get what they want. A child asks at least 12 times, minimum 12 times till you give in because you don't want to hear it anymore. Us as, a, as a adults, we asking once or twice, oh, we don't want to bother. That's the biggest mistake because if you are going to go and, uh, and you really want your business to succeed and your client to have that client, you have to go and ask. And you, you do that, Nanny, because you said you had a client said, no, not now. And you were keeping in touch, in touch. And after half a year, became your client. So, uh, so what did you do differently? 
to 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 get that client and i'm co- i'm going to ask you jason what did you do dif- uh, differently to acquire a client that it you thought it's not possible well, yeah, certainly you. like persistence definitely is key right you have to be persistent because no now doesn't mean no ever so you just have to be persistent and you have if you're still offering your services later and if you know that your client actually needs it because you know what the situation and you, you of course this this involves knowing like jason was saying again it's about knowing right you have to know what's out there you have to know the, the condition of the client the 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 that i want to i don't want to say client but i want to say target audience or the target person that you're offering your service and products or the target person that you're interacting with you got to know a little bit about them they got to know what their situation is their condition and you and if you know that you can deliver some value again it goes back to the intention if we really have the intention to help to have an impact we insist we insist relentlessly and we persist so much until we actually get the target to get that result because it's not about what i'm gaining but it's about delivering a result that in in return is going to be uh, a gain for myself because then i sell my service but of course it's all the, with the intention of giving a result a positive result and persistence Can I ask you something yeah the results is important how you got that client that was saying no and not now and i know i just would like to have a precise thing in a way because yeah how how well the step is is persistence is insistence you you call you call them you message them and you communicate with them it's all about communication i mean you're the queen of communication right and it's all about having the open communication how are you doing how is everything going know them so if you know them you know what you deliver and you insist and you persist as long as you have the confidence to know that you're delivering the right results for them the right benefits for them you're going to have the confidence to go at them and say hey here i am again how are you doing how are you doing and just have the confidence just don't be afraid of being rejected don't be afraid of having having a a a a message saying, oh, maybe no response. Don't be afraid of no response. Sometimes it's no response. So no response is again, not response for now. So if you just, you just have to continue being added. And the same is the same reason why all of us as coaches here in this call are posting content online. It doesn't mean that we get clients every single time we post, but the accumulation of that post, when somebody eventually comes and meets us or finds us on the internet says, oh, let me see what's the past. And based on that, they're gonna evaluate and say, oh, you know, I like, I resonate with this person. I like their approach. I like, so that's how I get, I get that person to say yes after, because after they go back. Every single day that I post something, it's an accumulation of credibility. And when they, like in in the in the time frame from the beginning to the time when I got my client back, they actually see the progress. So if you don't show you, that you're making progress in your own business, that you are growing, that you are learning, that you're adapting to the new times, and you have always something new to deliver to them, then they're going to see that. Then you have to show that on social media. You have to show that online, and you have to show that in your interaction. How can they even see it? 
they can see it when you talk to you, but they can only they can also see it online on your YouTube channels. And this is why we, we're doing these podcasts so that people see what kind of things we are thinking now and not three months ago. But it's always it always helps. Everything helps. Jason. How about you, Jason? If you have a client that says no, how you approach to get to uh, to get a yes? So there's there's a model that I use called the serve model, and it reminds me to always have the have the needs of my clients in mind. Is actually something that, that I found from a book by Ken Blanchett and Mark Miller called "The Secret: What Great Leaders Know and Do." And um, I, I, I adapted a different take on the serve model just just to uh, do things differently. Anyway, one of the um, letters, the letter V, it stands for value relationships for results. Um, that, that's my take on it. And what I do is I seek to create a connection with the person first, because what I want to do is I want to let that person know that I see them as a person. And I, I make sure to establish some kind of emotional connection with them in order to enable trust, not rapport, trust. Because I want them to know that I see them as a human being, not that I see them as someone that I want to I have some sort of, of um, familiarity with. It, it needs to go deeper than that for me. So that when, when I propose the idea of what, I'm, of what I'm talking about, and I've shown them that I know what I'm talking about very well, they're very confident in the fact that, one, I'm going to deliver a quality um, thing to them and the confidence that they have in themselves to do the work and get the outcome is extremely high. So this is really the, the definition of being a charismatic person or having a strong character is the ability to make those connections, those, those emotional connections that are backed up with your expertise and demonstrating your ability to get that result for them. You break down the barriers to make them feel comfortable with being a little bit vulnerable with you and then use that vulnerability as a way to show how you can help them get a result. And every single time I've had a difficult interaction with someone who has either been resistant or they've wanted to leave, um, the the experience that, that we had created, I always use that model. I always create the connection and then I follow it up with the expertise to show them how I can get them where they want to go. And nine times out of 10, it's going to work. The odd time, it's beyond my control or their control. And we, we have to part ways. And that's fine too, because I'm never going to keep someone who either is not going to be um, completely invested or is going to have a hardship because of, of, the, of the commitment they've made. You're there is one thing with, um, <clears throat> with uh, the confidence here, because if you are confident, you're going to go and ask second time, third time. And my, my motto and, and the way how I live, the things I'm most afraid of, that's what I'm going to attack because I don't want to be afraid. So there are very few things I'm, uh, makes me nervous or, or makes me being fearful. Um, I don't think there are many, but um, the way how, how you approach things, you have to have that confidence. You have to, in your ability, 
But if you did not do your work, of course, you're not going to have the confidence. As soon as you did the work and you have everything prepared for that client and, and you know which direction you're going, it's much easier. So I mean, I saw yeah, that. For sure, preparation, best practice is equal to success, right? So yeah, the more prepared you are, yeah. The more prepared you are for sure, and the more practice you do, then the more success you're gonna have on anything. So if you prepare yourself, you have more knowledge, like Jason was saying, you prepare, you know your authority, your, you, you know your expertise, and then you practice and you confront, you confront, you confront, you're gonna build that confidence, confidence and you're gonna feel much better. You know, how you get to, uh, to Carnegie, Carnegie Hall. Practice, practice, practice. Del Carnegie. That's right. So uh, everything is a matter of practice. More you know, more experience you have, uh, easier it is to communicate, to sell your services, to sell your products. And um, yeah, to be a winner. And that's what we want you to succeed, to, uh, to see where are the challenges. So send us questions. I'm going to uh, leave um, everybody's info under the, the podcast. So you can contact anybody from the from this uh, the session, basically. Yes. Yeah, this session. Yeah, yeah. no, no, and it's wonderful. So I think it's really important. So bottom line, just to summarize how you ask the questions and what kind of questions you ask in the right moment are critical for having learning learning the lessons and going step forward a step forward number two confront having difficult conversations is just part of exercising and putting in practice your confidence and approaching that challenge that limitation and just head on without any fear and number three having having a having confidence means also preparation plus practice equals success so if you know exactly where you are you know your your expertise and you're prepared you can actually confront things and face things head on without fear and you're gonna become more confident in solving different problems and every every step is a lesson and you're gonna uh, face these lessons with more confidence with the right questions and confronting those difficult conversations that you have to have to get the next step forward and with that i'm so happy to have had you jason here if you want to say some last words please feel free um we have a few minutes before we we <clears throat> close the session but i am so honored to be here in this panel discussing these things because it's very important to have different points of view to have uh a, a, a communion of all these expertise in all these different fields so that we can give you the best result. And again, our intention is to have you succeed in uncertain times. That's what we're doing with this podcast with Eva and me and Jason. And we love you to come to our room on Clubhouse every Tuesday. We discuss there live with Jason and Eva and me. We discuss the, we have a Q&A of this podcast of the prior with the release every Monday. And please like, subscribe, comment, send us a message and we'll let you know how to contact and how to get a free consultation with any of us and how to make sure that you actually also learn the lesson step-by-step step and you move forward. So the one thing that I would, I'd wanna leave um, the listeners with is to understand that the more you see people as 
people, people just like you, the more, more you interact with them as someone who is worthy of being trusted and worthy of gaining your trust, the more likely you are to have successful interactions. And as you demonstrate to people that you want to be there for them, and that's the most important thing, regardless of whatever you're doing, showing that, that their, their concerns are your concerns, they're much more likely to want to um, lower their defenses and open up to you and really see you as someone that they can connect with. And that will increase your likelihood of being trusted by them and increase the amount of opportunities that are created with um, you and they. I would like just to leave the audience with one thing. It's there is not such thing luck in business. It's preparation meeting opportunity. And if you miss that opportunity, you lose. So always be prepared, listen to your intuition, um, and it's no way that you are not going to succeed. That's yeah. that's my take on everything. Thank you, Jason. Right. Thank you, Penny. And always, and always start with a positive outcome. Like yeah. we said before, things are these lessons are happening for you to have a better situation and for you to take a better step for your success. So in these uncertain times, we're ready. We're ready. We're ready to for you to succeed, and we can't wait to hear from you. We can't wait to get to know you better, to connect with you emotionally and everything like jason is saying so that we can actually give you the best benefit and results for you so with that until next time goodbye bye bye